Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Rad. And I'm Paul, and welcome to Game for Anything, the podcast where we're disgustingly down for whatever comes round. On today's episode, we're wondering whether Super Mario Brothers Wonder is any good. You see, we're wondering whether Wonder having a friend of <laughs> <laughs> the wheels came off the wagon, <laughs> having a uh, sip of the new espresso display because it's called espresso, which is a drink. So I stop it. explaining the jokes. <laughs> We stamp a cat and we figured it's about time we looked at the new Doctor Who Magic the Gathering commander decks. So that's what we're going to do. And uh, maybe more, maybe not. We'll see. Probably more. Yeah. It's an absolutely packed episode of Game for Anything. And wow, boy, howdy, do we have all the opinions. Well, I suppose we'll give opinions about this news. We've also got news. Uh, If you are or have been a child (laughs) in the past decade. What is wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell my story. If you are or have been a child in the past decade uh, and you are a fan of video games, which I assume that you are to a degree because you're listening to this podcast, then you may be familiar with the Minecraft YouTuber Stampy Cat. Now, Paul, I'm highly aware that you have not been a child in the past decade, but are you aware of Stampy Cat? Look, I'll be honest, no, but I have had a listen to and a watch of his material, so I kind of get the overall tenor. I gotta say... I don't hate it. So Stampy Cat is a UK YouTuber who has been around for about a decade um, and he makes Minecraft Let's Play videos, which is essentially just playing Minecraft, walking around and talking about it. Because Minecraft is such a, I guess, creative and changeable game as well, he's able to really build these stories and world build and so his whole thing is calling it stampy's lovely world and he just kind of goes around and does nice things and it's really really popular like super popular among kids in particular in 2014 he was one of the top 10 most watched youtube channels he's got over 8 billion views across his channel um with his videos averaging almost 2 million views like 1.9 Uh, And he's got almost 11 million subs. So this guy is huge. I'm sure there's people who have children who have watched Stampy Cat. But Stampy Cat's being stamped out, man. Well, technically he's stamping stamping himself out, right? Yeah, I just realized it did make it sound like he died. (laughs) Not midstream or anything. His life has been stamped out. Yeah, that sounds very... He's fine. He's just chosen. He, as a grown man, has chosen to end his channel after, yeah, about 10 years and over 800 episodes. If he was really going to commit to the cat thing, he would quit nine times and just keep coming back. But he's just leaving once. I like that. I like that a lot. Me too. But you said that you actually quite liked his content. And I think you're right. He has this really kind of 
nice, gentle, well, not gentle, it's a bit hyperactive, but this nice way of looking at the world that he's built and sort of trying to encourage a positivity and a kindness, which is really, really lovely. And I think that as irritating as I find YouTube voice, he's not that bad. And I think that it's really lovely to have creators out there who are making stuff for kids where they are trying to encourage a goodness rather than like rage quitting type energy. I couldn't agree more because we've both worked in kids TV. Sometimes kids content is a lot harder than it looks. You are constantly on, your vocal intonation is important, your energy is important, and also constantly actively thinking about your audience. So doing what sounds and looks to me like really professional grade kids broadcasting in a video game whilst live streaming for that long is a Herculean task. And I'm really kind of sad there's going to be less of that in the world. Yeah, honestly, working in kids TV was one of the absolute pleasures and delights and honors of my life. And I think that being able to encourage kids, especially in an online gaming kind of space Mm. where often the anonymity and desire to just be rude uh, can be quite strong and, and it's easy to slip into that. Having people that are prominent that are encouraging different behavior is so lovely. And I think, you know, it's it's really um, sad that he is stopping, but I think it's also a beautiful show that he's probably making these decisions for himself as a well-rounded human who is okay to walk away from something big that I'm sure makes him a lot of money. I'm sure makes him a lot of money. Stampy Cat, the great Minecraft YouTuber, is no more. He's been stamped out from making videos and not life. Yeah, he's still alive. That's very important. Our legal team is screaming at us. Or would be if we had one and could afford one. Speaking of the garden- Don't say in- that. People will sue us because they know we can't do anything about it. We're powerless. We're helpless. <laughs> we're vulnerable. Listen, Stampy Cat's main thing, as I understand, was getting people to play around in a fictional garden. And that's kind of what Super Mario Brothers Wonder does. So the whole game, which is out now on Switch, it's the brand new- much talked about Mario Brothers game. It all takes place in the Flower Kingdom. So basically, you know how each game Rad Mario and his friends just sort of saunter up doing some light kind of uh, diplomatic duties to adjacent kingdoms? This one takes place in the Flower Kingdom and you're heading across for a visit and then Bowser shows up and does his usual shtick and before you know it, you're off again. A plumber saving the world, which still chafes me because I know a few plumbers and they're not always uh, proactive about the heroism. I'm sorry. Are we still calling Mario a plumber at this point? It's like calling Bondi vet a vet. He's no longer vetting. Uh, He's moved on. He's in full celebrity mode. He's a presenter. He may technically have vet qualifications, just as Mario has plumber qualifications, if Mm -hmm. he has kept up his registration and certification. I don't know if you have to do that with plumbing, but maybe you do. You have to do it with other professions. Maybe vet. (laughs) If, if you Okay, if you have a doctorate, if you go to university and get a doctorate, you are always referred to as doctor, right? Yes. So what I'm suggesting is that plumber is an honorary sort of title. So even if he's long since quit and if technology has long since evolved past what his stubby hands can actually achieve, um, I think he still should be referred to out of some goddamn respect as a plumber. I don't think so. If I worked at Subway for six months, I don't get to forever call myself a sandwich artist. I was a sandwich artist in a past life, but yep. I'm not any longer. Well, Van Gogh died a long time ago and we still refer to his artworks as art. <laughs> no, no, that is not the same. That is not the same and you know it. I think some of the best impressionists were sandwich artists, actually. <laughs> I think, look, Mario does still do some basic plumbing. He goes through pipes and 
in his elephant form, which is his and new- And he clears them out while he's sliding through. He, well, because he's so big now. And this is not, I'm not body shaming Mario, but what I want to say is that he's, the new power up in the game is elephant form. So you basically become a big, I mean like a big elephant and it's cute and it's great and whatever. But when he goes through pipes, I think he's so big that it's possible that like he's kind of scraping the sides. So at the very least, he's cleaning some pipes just by passing through them. Do you not agree? I think that that implies that the pipes he is passing through are functional water carrying pipes, Mm. possibly sewerage. I think that that puts a really different spin on the Mario games in general and this one. And I do not know that that is a Nintendo-approved message. (laughs) No, I'd like to be clear. None of this is a Nintendo-approved. But what I want to say is that there is actually a mechanic in which, because now he's an elephant, he can actually, like, get water and use it to make plants grow and stuff. Now, he's not using it in the context of plumbing, but it seems like one step close to him doing his actual goddamn job for once, you know? You keep trying to find ways to tangentially say that Mario is still a plumber. I just don't agree. I don't think he plums anymore. I think we're bearing the lead here. He's become an elephant. And I've got a pretty high bar when it comes to anthropomorphic animals. <laughs> Elephants, for me, peaked at Baba. Did you ever watch, ever watch Baba growing up? Yes, I did. And I rewatched some Baba as an adult. And oh my goodness, is that show about colonialism. Did you also pick up the other elephant in the room? Oh, God. Uh, You're proud of yourself. Don't pretend you didn't love that. Don't pretend that you weren't gleeful inside. I'm not proud of myself. What I want to say is that Babar and Celeste, who are the monarchs in the Babar show, did you know that they're actually cousins? Excuse me. Are they kissing cousins or are they just cousins? Well, they're married and they have children and they're cousins. (gasps) What kind of cousins? Not that it matters, but... Not that it matters. But it seems like South Africa is more like the deep South Africa at this point. I think it's a real close-knit family situation. I didn't mean to ruin Baba for you, but I was told recently, I was explaining how much I liked Baba, and someone said, did you know they're cousins? And I went, they're not. And I looked it up, and they are, they're cousins. Honestly, that to me is the least problematic thing about Baba. So kiss away, cousins. <laughs> and that's what we think of Super Mario Brothers 1. <laughs> Look, it's not a bad game. It's just, you know, it's more Mario, but with more plumbing, maybe. But would you say that it's on the same level as the top tier Mario games? Or does it feel a bit more spin-off-y? I feel like we peaked with Super Mario Odyssey because open world, every planet was a different genre and there was a spaceship. And again, another city where New York was rendered in a really interesting way. Like New Donk <laughs> City was a really cool spin. Okay, I get it. You're horny for New York. Five, Five of you count the city of New York, York yes. I honestly think this is sort of upper mid-tier Mario. I am sure that Mario obsessives will be super stoked that Mario and all his friends can become an elephant, but it didn't grab me as much as I thought it would. Look, I do sometimes feel like Nintendo could make maybe three quarters as many games as they do, Mm. because a lot of what feels like B-tier games come out that sort of slip under the radar quite quickly, or they have a little flash in the pan. Yeah. But they've got these enormous juggernaut games that are absolute classics and everyone will keep coming back to. I don't think this game fits into that category. But at the same time, you know, something nice, new and polished to play on your Switch is uh, never a bad Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Speaking of nice, new, and polished, you're playing your Switch on something nice, new, and polished at the moment, aren't you? Yes, I recently got an espresso display. So... Espresso Display is an Australian company, which is awesome. I love Aussie tech, that make portable displays. The one that I've got is the Touch 15. So it's a 15-inch screen that has touch capabilities. And essentially, if you think about a tablet that's super-duper thin and it doesn't have <laughs> it doesn't have any software on it, it is just a screen. Okay. And you plug it into other stuff, mm. that's an Espresso Display. When I say super-duper thin, I bloody mean it. I think it's like less than six millimeters thick jesus are you clumsy uh ooh, not yet but i could be i'm not, I'm not i don't want you to break it to test it although kind of <laughs> now i do but i mean do you worry when you get tech that is extremely extremely fragile and breakable i don't know how fragile this actually is mm. the build quality does feel really good it's like all a metal case the screen feels quite sturdy it doesn't feel like it has a lot of flex to it but i haven't tried because at the same time I never want to intentionally break something. That doesn't feel good to me. Feels wasteful. Yeah, as someone who recently broke their toe, uh, breaking things. <laughs> not, not look, not that human bones and the espresso display are in any way equatable. But well, I don't know. Does it look nice? Is it super thin? My toe. Uh, well, yeah. uh, No, it's my foot. Show us. I, hang on, I can't. Show us. No, I don't actually. Do not. How dare you? This doesn't matter. We're talking about the goddamn espresso display. So I completely forgot we were talking about that display. <laughs> yeah, feet do that. Okay, okay. No, I do want to tell you about it because it is a really cool little piece of kit. It seems really thoughtfully designed. You can get a magnetic stand for it that folds up really, really flat so that you just kind of unfold the stand and stick it on there. It's powered via USB-C, so you can uh, plug the like video USB-C cable into stuff, get video feed through that, or use an HDMI adapter. And if you need, you can plug power into it as well to power the display, but it can just run off the power of like some devices. Mm. So I was playing my Switch on this thing. It looks lovely. It's only a 1080p screen, but the colors are popping, and it's just a nice, easy way to get a better screen than what my standard Switch has. However, Paul, yeah. I wish that I could say that it was nothing but a smooth, lovely experience with the espresso display because I, I like it and I want to use it. However, I had two major pinch points okay. that I'm kind of really mad about. Number one, it doesn't work with my PC. Huh. I believe this could be because not all USB-C out like ports yeah. can do video display. However, I thought that they had found some workaround or some had some software or something mm. that meant that you could do that because it doesn't say on the box, at least that I could find, it doesn't say prominently that you need to have a video-enabled USB-C port in order to use this device. So was really disappointed that it doesn't seem to work. Maybe there's a workaround. Maybe I can find some way, but I spent a lot of time plugging and unplugging, trying different configurations, and unfortunately not working with my PC. So that to me already major, major downside. The second pinch point is the bloody screen protector. The bloody... Ooh, the screen protector. Okay, explain what you mean by screen protector. Is this one of those like weird films that you need to put on in one go and you can't get any dust under it? Or am I, is this a different yes. thing? Yes. Okay, okay. Yes. That's like my phobia. I'm very good at them. 
because I'm meticulous. Yeah. I get out my Dyson air purifying fan. Oh. I turn it on and direct it at the screen so that I'm getting a clean stream of air passing over to prevent any dust from getting onto the screen after I've cleaned it. That is slightly arousing the specificity of that that's great mm. okay because so, really if there's a single grain of anything under a protector my day is ruined yeah i'm good at this paul right. i care i care so much so they had an interesting system to apply the screen protector that i quite liked if you've put a screen protector on a phone in recent years a lot of them will now have a little kind of doohickey device that you put the phone in and you flip the screen protector down oh. and it helps align it for you and make sure that you know everything's sweet yep. so they don't have that doohickey for the espresso display but they have these little stickers that you put on yourself which sort of does the same thing so you put stickers along the side and then attach the screen protector to that so that you can flip it open and then flip it back down gotcha did all that Really carefully cleaned it, blah, blah, blah. Stuck the screen protector down, did all the flattening to get the bubbles out, went to pull <laughs> went to pull the film off the other side, yeah. which theoretically leaves the screen protector on the screen and just like reveals it. Uh-huh. Guess what happened, Paul? Not that. <laughs> the whole thing came off. Oh, Jesus. I pulled the film and the entire the entire screen protector came off with that backing film. So it's just completely wasted. Like, I don't think there's coming back from that. Okay, so what do you do now? You get a new one or do you just like have your thing unprotected? Well, thankfully it does come in a pack of two, so I can put another one on, but yeah. I will admit I was so mad that I just walked away. Yeah, that's probably a smart response. I may do it at a later date, but I would be so angry. So for clarity's sake, they did send me this uh, in order to have a play with. So I didn't pay for it. If I had paid for it yep. and I lost a screen protector to the fact that the film just didn't separate mm. and apparently wasn't sticky enough on the screen protector side to stay on the screen, mm. oh my word, I would be, there would be emails sent. I would be livid. I was a kid in the 90s and my mum was putting contact paper on books and she got a bubble on the contact paper. Mm. I wanted to hack my head off with a big knife. You are exactly the kind of fastidious person I want putting screen protectors on. I think if you can't do it, then who can? Yeah, I know. I care so... No one else is getting a purifying <laughs> fan to point at their device as they're putting a screen protector on. <sighs> so if I can't do it, I do worry. Also, little hot tip, if that happens for your uh, contact paper, you get a really, really thin pin and you put a hole... And then you can squeeze the bubble out. So is the hole going on the edge of the bubble or in the middle of the bubble? It doesn't really matter. Typically, I would do it on the edge a little bit sideways because I feel like that's a bit less visible. Right. Yeah, see? I care so much. I care so much about it. I really weirdly enjoyed this talk. Uh, something else I weirdly enjoyed, which I've actually never delved into, by the way, Rad, is uh, Magic the Gathering is basically the most specifically nerdy card game I think that exists. And I've wanted to dabble for years, but I've never actually had an in. I've never had a licensed property or a kind of weird moment where I've become suddenly obsessed, which is kind of how I like things generally. I find it in and then I go all in. And they recently released four commander decks based on Doctor Who. And I'm a huge Doctor Who fan. I've written stuff for Doctor Who. I've been immersed in the world of Doctor Who for years. So they released four commander decks, Masters of Evil, Blast from the Past, Timey Wimey, and Paradox Power. Basically, they're kind of themed around different characters from the franchise, but they've tried to put in mechanics which allow you to effectively time travel. Now, part of the problem here, Rad, is I can't find anyone with whom 
to play the game because the Venn diagram circles of Magic the Gathering and Doctor Who rarely cross over as is. So I've literally had to sit there and play by myself and then move to the other side of the table and uh, pretend to be another player and try and kind of... You are not. It's really sad. And try and try and... Are you doing this in the park? No, God, no. No, I'm doing it in the comfort of my own house. You got to do it in the park with like a walking stick and a little tweed jacket. Wait, like those chess players? Yeah, exactly. Wait, what if I sat there at one of those chess tables with a full commander deck of Doctor Who and waited for some young chess savant to come up and try and beat me? Because I'm pretty sure I could take a chess savant at this game. You could try. There's only one way to know. I don't know of any free chess tables in my area, but I enjoy the idea of getting into full... <laughs> I'm sure there's an app for that. I don't know if there is, Rad. They're really hot free chess tables in your area. They want to play with you now. I really have enjoyed my time with the game, but mainly because Magic the Gathering is a game where the people who make the cards will do stuff like whack on flavor text. And God, I love flavor text, whether it's in a video game. And by the way, flavor text, for those of you who don't know, is when you go to the item description of anything in a video game, it's a weapon, it's armor, and it has just in italics, a little bit of story. A little bit of world building, right? It tells you about the, the dude who invented it or a quote or something just to kind of flesh out the story that you don't give a shit about. I can see you literally just yawned. I know you don't care. <laughs> but Magic the Gathering... I can read, Paul, but I don't want to. I look, And that's fine too. But I can. I know you can. Stop. Please stop protesting too much about that, all right? I know. I know you can read. <laughs> I've yet to see proof, but I'm sure you can read. So <laughs> Magic the Gathering cards are covered in flavor text. And because this is a licensed Doctor Who expansion for the game, basically, every card is referencing stuff that I get. Now, it's amazing how easy it is to onboard yourself into anything complex when it's explained in terms you can understand. So now, for the first time, I'm learning this game, although I'm doing it as established by myself, playing against myself. I actually used to play quite a bit of Magic the Gathering. <gasps> really? Back in like, oh, I'm going to say maybe 2012. Uh, I went and stayed with some friends in rural Iowa on a farm mm. and they played Magic. And so we would spend our evenings playing together. Did you enjoy yourself? I loved it. I went and bought a stack of cards, like a lot of cards. I brought a lot of cards back from America. Do you still have them? We would go to the shop and just, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I threw them out, but I don't know where they are. I believe at the time that I was playing, there wasn't quite as many licensed cards cards and things like that i know they've also recently done lord of the rings yeah i also know this because a friend of mine got a bunch of booster packs and then left them at my house because she didn't want them and she was like you like lord of the rings and i'm like i don't want these do you still have them no i gave them to my sister god damn it okay what i'm asking oh, no that's okay i just I, i'm very curious as to whether if because we're seeing each other in a few days would you theoretically could you play the game based on your old knowledge of the game or do you think you'd need a bit of a ramp in i would definitely need a refresher i don't think i remember how to play but at the time that i was playing mm. plane walkers just came in okay. and i bought a plane walkers set and i remember going i don't really like this i don't necessarily want all these i don't want these newfangled <laughs> mechanics i don't know that i think they're necessary i think there's something <laughs> nice about a pure gameplay experience if it's not broke don't fix it and uh you know i think that the mechanics work just fine and it's more about the planning and interactions that you have with other players than it is about finding new funny things to put into the mix if you didn't want to play don't come to the table so are you 
<laughs> are you is there any franchise any licensed franchise that you think could onboard you back into the game like doctor who did for me <laughs> What? what did you think of? I feel like this reflects kind of poorly on me. What is it? Well, I was just trying to think, <laughs> what stuff do I really like? Oh, it's not... And what stuff do I like <laughs> looking at <laughs> images Hang on. It's not Dyson vacuums, is it? No, but that would be good. Actually... Maybe I changed my answer to that. Well, what, what, what? Oh, but I don't necessarily. I don't like looking at pictures of them as much. Sure. I was. I was thinking visually. Yeah. Uh, drum kits. That's. Hmm. That's very specific. Okay. Are we talking mm. realistic drum kits? Drum kits through history. People with drums or just drums by themselves? Oh, I don't want people in there. Yeah, not. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, yeah, just drum kits. I love seeing the different wood grains. I love seeing the different shell sizes and setups. Yeah, there's a lot there. There's a lot to enjoy. And like different hardwares. Yeah. Oh, like a wood rim snare. I don't think that it's the most practical choice, but I do like that 20... What was it? Like 2016? No, it was earlier than that. It was maybe... Oh, maybe no. Was it... Maybe early 2020s? When that was a really big thing, particularly amongst like bands like Under Oath, Paramore did it. Yeah, that era. Hey, Wizards of the Coast, if you're listening to this, please get Rat on board to collaborate <laughs> on a commander deck based on drums. Just drums. No, no one playing them. No people. No people. No feet. Just drums. Look, we all like different stuff, and uh, me in particular, I'm game for anything. And that is the end of this episode. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, Rad and Paul, as we have a little chat, and we will see you next week. Should we go out on like a little like a drum, little drum thing? This is Game for Anything! Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens.